Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. God is faithful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just lift your hands. Remain standing. Lift your hands all over the building as we worship the Lord. God is faithful. Come on, just begin to worship him. Just begin to thank him. Just begin to give him praise. Come on, open up your mouth. Give him the fruit of your lips. Father, we honor you. We thank you. We extol you. We exalt you. Oh, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy, is worthy, is worthy, is worthy, is worthy, is worthy. Hallelujah. I will exalt thee. I will exalt thee. Thank you, Lord. I will Exalt thee, lift your hands. I will exalt thee. I will exalt thee. I will exalt thee. You are Come on, lift your voice. I will exalt thee, lift your voice. and say because you're with me because you're with me because you're with me come on prophesy over yourself because you're with me because you're with me I will not fear I will not fear I will not fear Say it with all your heart because you're with me. Because you're with me. Oh, oh. Because you're with me. Because you're with me. I will exalt thee. I will exalt. I will. 
exalt thee. Come on, worship him with all your heart. Voices, I will exalt thee. Because you're with me, because you're with me, because you're with me, God. Because you're with me. Because you're with me. Because you're with me. One more time, one more time. I will your hands because you're with me. Come on, worship him. Because you're with me. Because you're with me. Because you're with me. I will not be. Come on, open up your mouth, begin to worship him. Come on, open your mouth, begin to worship him. He said, I'll be with you even until the ends of the earth. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I am your God. I am your father. I am your defender. I am your doctor. I am your lawyer. I am your intercessor. I am your interceptor. Anything that comes against you, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. <laughs> Has anybody experienced a way made out of no way? Are there at least a hundred people in this building that can testify that God moved a mountain for you? He made a way for you. He opened a door for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands all over the building. Father, we thank you for your word today. Somebody's being healed right now. We thank you for your word today. Let it come forth with power.
confirm your word with signs, wonders, and miracles. Thank you that the sick are healed, the lame walk, the bound are freed, the oppressed are liberated, and our lives are transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let every word that I speak be that which is ordained and commissioned by you, that you alone may be glorified. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Do what you desire to do. Touch us in an undeniable way. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. Wow. You guys look great this morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome in Jesus' name. Are you excited today? God is faithful, and I look forward to everything that you are going to experience today by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? I need you to say amen with me today. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. How many had a great time over this weekend so far? You know, we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. So I believe today we will crescendo into the supernatural. Amen? Somebody say, it's supernatural. How many know that we serve a supernatural God? God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I want to welcome you to uh, the house of the Lord. We know that God is going to do something very special for you. Just tell your neighbor, say welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want you to turn quickly in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 15, verses 24 and 25. Exodus chapter 15, verse 24 and 25 in Jesus' name. When you have it, say amen. And can I let my hair down this morning? Is that okay? (laughs) Exodus chapter 15, verses 24 and 25. Amen? Exodus is right after Genesis. Amen? Tell your neighbor, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Exodus chapter 15, verse 24. And 25, it reads like this. You ready for it? It says, And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Somebody say sweet. sweet. There he made, a, made for them a statute and an ordinance. Somebody say statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them. Verse 26, verse 26, and said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commands, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. 
I want you to lift your hand and say, he is the Lord that heals me. One more time, say, he is the Lord that heals me. Today I want to talk about very briefly healing from the courts of heaven. Healing from the courts of heaven. Now as I'm teaching this morning, I want you to release your faith. How many know that when the atmosphere is set, you don't need anybody to lay hands on you? Because there's an atmosphere of healing here today. Wherever you need the touch, just release your faith and let God minister to you. Amen? Are y'all here this morning? Wherever you need the touch from God, just release your faith and let God minister to you. I want to talk about healing from the courts of heaven. Now, the Bible says something very interesting. The children of Israel are leaving. They are leaving Egypt. They have been there for 430 years. They were in bondage. They were, can you imagine 430 years of being slaves? And the sickness and the bondage, there was no health care, there were no doctors, there was no provision. They were probably leprous, they were probably sick, you know, there were probably all kinds of diseases among them. And the Bible says that God took them out of Egypt and he delivered them out of Egypt through the Red Sea into the, into going now into the land of Canaan. Now, they're, actually, they're going to the wilderness now. So he took them out of Egypt. He took them through the Red Sea, and they're going into the land of Canaan through the wilderness. They were singing. They were dancing. They were excited. They were were singing songs of praise. Miriam led a song, a prophetic song of worship, and the people are excited. They're prophesying, and they get to a place called Mara. Somebody say Mara. M-A-R-A-H, Mara. And they get to Mara. They were probably hungry from their journey. And the scripture says that they tried to drink the water, but the waters were bitter. That's what the word Mara means. It means bitterness. And so they tried to drink the waters of Mara, and they were bitter. And the people murmured and complained against God. They complained. They said, God, you brought us out here to die. You brought us out here to, to, to oppress us. And Moses, and this is very important for my teaching this morning, Moses acts as their interceptor and their intercessor. And what he does, he goes before God on behalf of the people in order to provide a solution. How do know that the word intercession is not a spiritual word, it's a legal term. He was their intercessor, he was their advocate. You must understand that Moses was a type of Christ in the wilderness. He was the head of the church in the wilderness. And so he goes to the Father, he goes to Yahweh on behalf of the people, and he says, God, the people are sick, they're dying, and he says, what do I need to do? And the scripture says that God tells him to take a tree and to put it in the waters. And when he put the tree in the waters, the waters became sweet, they were able to drink, and there was healing. And then in the 26th verse, I'm sorry, the 25th verse, he says that that day God established a statute and an ordinance. Somebody say statute. Somebody say ordinance. He established a statute and an ordinance. And in verse 26, he says, if you will hearken unto my voice... And do that which is pleasing in my sight, 
Then I will put none of the diseases on you that I place on the Egyptians, for I am the God who heals you. This is the word Jehovah Rapha or Jehovah Rapheka. It means the great physician. How many know that God is the great physician? How many know that he is the ultimate and last say? How many know that your doctor report can say one thing, but when the great physician steps in, he can say something totally different than what the doctor says, and he has the last say. So he's the great physician, and he says, I will be the great physician to you. How many know this is before the Ten Commandments? They don't even have Ten Commandments yet. But God, the first covenant God makes with the children of Israel is the covenant of healing. There's no law. There's no Ten Commandments. There's no thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. But the first thing God reveals himself as is the healer. This is under the Old Testament. But he says statute and ordinance. I want you to say that. Say statute and ordinance. The word statue is an interesting word. It means a civil law, a civil law. This is a legal term, a civil law. It's, it's a civil law prescribed by God. God establishes a civil statute to the children of Israel. This is a legal precedent that he is establishing to them, and this is a pattern that he's setting for his people for the rest of their lives. Am I making sense? Y'all looking real strange, but it's all right. Tell your neighbor, don't look strange. Don't look strange. Don't look strange. He sets a pattern for them that will govern the way he deals with them forever. How many know that God cannot lie? The reason we can trust God is because he cannot lie. In fact, do you know that God's, God's faithfulness with his words is a function of his omnipotence? People think that God not lying has to do with his omnibenevolence. It does not. It has to do with his omnipotence. Why do I say that? God is so powerful that when he says something, it becomes a reality. He can't lie. The minute he says it, it's true. Did you, hear, did you just catch what I just said? He can't lie. So when God says you are healed, that's the truth. It doesn't matter what the body is telling you. What matters is what the author and finisher of your faith has spoken. Hallelujah. The Bible says he speaks and it comes to pass. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So he says, I'm your healer. That's who I am. That's my nature. That's who I'm going to reveal myself to be. And I'm setting a statue. Somebody say statue. The next thing he says is he says, I'm setting an ordinance, an ordinance, an ordinance. This is a Hebrew word, mishpat. It means, this is what it means. It means a verdict in a courtroom. A verdict in a courtroom. It means to judge in the favor of someone. I'm getting excited already. I don't know about you, but I just... Tell your neighbor, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. It means to issue a judgment in your favor. I don't have time to show you this because we got a lot to cover, but go over there quickly to Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. I want to show you how most Christians 
don't understand what God has promised them. In fact, 95% of believers pray wrong when it comes to healing. Go to Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Look at what it says. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that does what? Say it again. That does what? Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Keep reading. That the blessing of Abraham might do what? Come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Go over there to 1 Peter 2, verses 23 and 24. 1 Peter 2, verses 23 and 24. Are you with me this morning? Tell your neighbor, said, you better wake up, better wake up, better wake up. Tell your neighbor, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Tell your neighbor, don't make me lay my hands on you. Don't make me lay my hands. Don't make me. Now tell your neighbor, what's in the apple? Okay, y'all not ready for that. Okay. I just want to mess with you a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. Watch this. I want you to see something. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. Look at what it says. Y'all excited? This, this, this day. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges in righteousness. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Who his own self bear our sins, where? Come on, church, wake up today. His own self bear our sins where? In his body on the tree. He bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? I'm going to say it one more time. He bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Not going to be healed. You were healed. Not about to be healed. You are already healed. So we see that the tree was a prophetic prototype. God issued a verdict on the tree. We see it in the book of Exodus. What was the solution to the bitterness and the sickness that was plaguing God's people? It was the tree. Tell your neighbor, it was the tree that set me free. Say it one more time. It was the tree that set me free. Do you understand what happened? God said, I'm going to create a pattern in the old covenant to show my people that I am going to be the solution to the problem of sickness 
bondage, disease. And so when the people were dying and the people were sick, the Bible says the answer was the tree. And the tree delivered the people from the curse that was afflicting them. How many know if he did it for them? He's already done it for me. I said if he did it for them, he's already done it for me. Come on, say it. If he did it for them, he's already done it for me. Jesus went on the tree. He took upon himself all of your infirmities, all of your sicknesses, which were a function of the curse. It was never God's original design. It was never God's original intent for you and I to be sick. Stop running around saying, God gave me sickness to teach me a lesson. That's foolishness. Would you take your baby and, 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 and stab them and give them disease because they didn't finish their homework? What kind of sick, psychopathic perception of God do you have? God will give you cancer to teach you something? The devil is a liar. I said the devil's a big, fat, stinking, ugly, cross-eyed, big-nosed. This covenant that we have with God is based upon the redemptive and finished work of Jesus. Despite your righteousness. In fact, your righteousness is a function of what Jesus did. I didn't get a good amen, but that's all right. I hate to tell you, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but you're not righteous because you fast and pray. You're not righteous because of how much you give. You're not even righteous because of the outfit you wear to church. You're only righteous by virtue of the shed blood of Jesus and the finished work on the cross and what that, that work has been imputed to you and what it means within you. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I got to get out of here. But listen, 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 listen. You remember when uh, Jacob, anybody know who Jacob is? Jacob, Jacob. Jacob was the younger brother of, of uh, Esau. Actually, they were twins, technically. But you know, in, in Eastern culture, whoever comes out first is the older brother. When, when Esau came out of the womb, Jacob had his hand on his heel. That's what the word Jacob means in Hebrew. It means supplanter or the one who grabs the heel of another. Y'all got to see this thing. I, I feel like preaching and prophesying in just a minute. He had his hands on his heels. He had his hands on his heels. Somebody say his hands were on his heels. His hands were on his heels. And so for the rest of his life, he's on the heels of his brother. The older brother, Jacob, is the recipient of the covenant 
I'm sorry, Esau is the recipient of the covenant, and Jacob is supposed to get the lesser portion. That is the, that is the culture in Hebrew, in, in the Jewish tradition, that the elder brother gets the birthright. Now, one day his mother understood something. She says, you know what? I believe you're the one God's chosen. See, mothers can be, you know, mothers are interesting. Mothers have more power than they realize. Come on, mothers, you have more power than you realize. More power, come on, you got more power than you realize. I love, I love women because women can subtly get things done and they'll make the man think that he thought of the idea himself. Okay, I, this is not a relationship message, but glory to God. Ah, yeah, 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 glory, glory. So she comes and she says, listen, you, you, you're the one. So she tells him what to do. She says, what you need to do, cook a nice pot of porridge for your brother. Hook him up. And then what happens is he goes out to the field, and he was working. His brother was hairy. And he was so hungry that, that he said, uh, man, I, I need something. He says, no, no. I, I, if you want this food, if you want this goosey soup, you got to <laughs> give me your birthright. And he made it real, real sweet. He was smelling it. He said, mmm, my God. And he said, you got some pounded yam on the side of that too? He says, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And he says, <laughs> he says, uh, for this soup, I'm willing to give up my birthright. That's some, tell your neighbor, that's some good soup. That's some good soup. So he gave, he says, I'll give you my birthright. And this is what happens. And you got to follow me. I, I want to give this thing. So, so he issues the birthright by the word. There's nothing physical at this point. Daddy's still alive. There's no physical. There was nothing physically exchanged. What he exchanged was a promise. There was a transference, spiritually, of what belongs to me, I'm going to give it to you. And, and, and now when the time came for the inheritance to be transferred, the Bible says that he went and killed animals and he, he put the, the, the skin of his elder brother on his body. He goes to the father and the father is about to bless him and he says, you know what? You smell like Esau. He smells like a field. And he comes a little closer. He says, but there's a problem. You don't sound like him. He had cataracts real bad. He says, you don't sound like him. But, but he said, come a little closer. And when he came closer, he felt the, his arms and he felt the hair on his arms. He said, you don't sound like him. You don't, you, you, uh, but you feel like him and you smell like him. I got to say that again. You don't sound like him, but you feel like him and you smell like him. So on the basis of smell and touch, I'm going to transfer it to you. And he releases the birthright blessing because he impersonated the elder brother. Are you following me so far? He impersonated the elder brother, and because of that impersonation, he receives the supernatural birthright and becomes Israel later on, the prince. 
He's changed from the supplanter to the prince. Now I'm saying something. Y'all ready for this? Ask your neighbor, say, are you ready for this? No, I said, come on, be obedient. Now I said, ask your neighbor. Don't make me throw this microphone at you. I said, ask your neighbor. Are you ready? Tell your neighbor, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Tell somebody else, are you really ready for this? He impersonates the elder brother and as a result receives the blessing. He puts on the elder brother and as a result receives the birthright. This is why the scripture tells us, are you ready for this? It says, put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh. In other words, when you come to the Father in Jesus' name, not with his name, but in his name, not with his name, but in his person, not with his name, but in his name. When we come to the Father, he sees Jesus. Oh, you, you missed that. You missed it. You missed it. You'll get it next Friday. When you come to the Father, he sees the Son. He feels the Son. He feels the elder brother. Even though you acted up last weekend, you cussed a few people out, all he sees is Jesus. And he's, he doesn't have any choice but to release the birthright on your life. You are healed. You are delivered. You are set free. You are prospered. Not based on your own works of righteousness, but based on the elder brother. Jesus went to the cross. Jesus went to the tree. Jesus took on the curse. Jesus took on your stripes. And by his stripes, I am healed. Sickness is no match for the birthright upon your life. Cancer is no match for the cross. Oh my God, I feel this thing. It's about your understanding. Listen to this. Very, uh, let me give you an example. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6, it says... We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know the scripture, but against principalities. Against what? Powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The word darkness there is the Greek word skotos. It means ignorance. Which means that the enemy only has a legal right to occupy the areas of your ignorance. He can only afflict you and affect you when you don't know. He loves ignorance because that's where he thrives. What you don't know can hurt you. I, uh, Hosea 4.6 says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's ignorance. Now watch this. When we understand that the statute and the ordinance must be enforced. Look at this. I was in Liberia. And... Uh, I preached a long time, I and mean, I had to preach about three times a day. 
every day for seven days straight. And it was hot. I was sweating out every suit I put on. And one day in my tiredness, I was tired from just preaching. Not really tired, I just wanted to rest. I won't say I was tired, but I wanted to rest. And that night, I had this dream. Long story short, I don't have time to go into it, but in this vision that I had, a mermaid showed up in my room. And this spirit, which I didn't know what it was, was trying to seduce me. Now what happened was, the Lord broke that and I I got free from that. But the next day we were traveling from, um, we were traveling from uh, Barnersville, going to Monrovia. And on the side of the wall of this club, I saw the image of this same mermaid that showed up in my, my dream or my vision. And the Lord spoke to me and said, that is the principality that governs this reason. I came back from, the, uh, uh, from Liberia. The food was great. Everything was cool. But when I came back to the States, I was sick as a dog. I mean, I was fatigued. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And by the way, this was the same time, about a month later, Ebola broke out like crazy. 4,000 people died. And I'm sick. And I couldn't move. And my wife and I had gone on vacation in in Orlando. And uh, I was trying to figure out, you know, I don't know what's going on. I would be sleeping half the time. And one day, my wife was praying. That's why I thank God for a praying woman. How many know you got to be a praying, praying any praying women in here? Any women that know how to pray? Anybody know how to cover in the blood? Come on, somebody. And uh, she was praying, and I heard her praying in the corner. And she was going in. I heard tongues so loud, she was like, I was like, okay. And then she did this little gesture as she was praying. She was like, in the name just I pray. And I woke up and I started speaking into Rabba Shakarababa. Oh Roboso. Oh glory. Oh, what just happened? Oh God. And all the pain went away, all the sickness went away, all the fatigue went away. And I said, baby, what did you just do? She said, When I was praying for you, I saw a hand inside your stomach. And she said, when I saw that hand, I just, I took my hand and I just chopped it off. And she said, when she did that, I jumped out of the bed. How many know that there are spiritual things that precipitate natural things? But when you're ignorant, you don't know. Many people are suffering, not because God doesn't want you healed, but it's because of the ignorance. You don't know what you've already been given. And you can't enforce rights that you don't know about. Somebody say statute and ordinance. Your healing is a legal matter. See, in the law... There's jurisprudence. That means that there are, there are precedents and, and precepts that have already been established that govern the court. And when you approach the court, you have to approach it on the legal basis. You can't go in on emotion. 
You got to go in based on the law. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a precedent that, that governs the court. The courts of heaven are the same way. Your healing has already been established in the courts of heaven. And that's why the Holy Spirit has been given to the believer. The Bible says in Romans 8, 26, that we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit helps us. That word help is a legal term. It means that he is the paraclete or paralegal that helps you in the courtroom because you don't know what to say half the time. And you'll mess around. And You ever seen people on TV want to defend themselves in the court? They don't have any legal training. You're going to say something crazy. And if they were going to give you five years, now you got 85 years because you just said something crazy. That's why you need an advocate that knows the jargon of the law of the spirit. Oh, glory to God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. There's a law of the spirit and there's a law of the spirit. I'm sorry. There's a law of, 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 of death, but there's also a law of life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I'm closing in a minute, but watch this. This is what a lot of us do. We emotionalize our breakthrough. And that can't get you results. Lord, please heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me. Heal me. You're asking God to do something he can't do. Y'all got quiet. But I'll mess you up this morning. God can't heal you. He can't. There was a man by the name of Kenneth E. Hagin. Anybody know who Hagin is? <laughs> Kenneth Hagin had a vision where he went to heaven. And he went to heaven, and, and the Bible says that we've been given authority, correct? He went to heaven, and he says as he, was, he saw Jesus coming across, and he wanted to go speak to Jesus. And, and, and as he was walking toward Jesus, this monkey you see the monkey with the symbols? You know what I'm talking about? It, it, you, you turn it on and it goes ding, ding, ding. This monkey showed up and says, yakety, 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 yak. And Kenneth Hagin is trying to see Jesus and listen to what he's trying to say. And the more he's trying to see Jesus and hear what he's saying, the louder the monkey gets. Yakety, 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 yak. And so he's getting frustrated. He's like, Jesus, remove him. Do something about him. And Jesus looks over and says, I can't. I can't. He said, no, 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 Lord, Lord, don't say you can't. Say you won't, but don't tell me you can't. You can do everything. You're, you're all powerful. He says, I can't. I can't. I can't. And he's confused. He's messing up his theology. He's like, I don't understand this. This can't be right. And, and, and the Lord whispers and says, I've given you the authority. I gave it to you. So when we pray, Lord, heal me, you're not praying the right prayer. Because you're asking God to do something he's already done for you. If I already put a million dollars in your account, don't ask me for the million. I already, I already transferred it to your account. What you got to do is make the withdrawal. Two thousand years ago, Jesus made a deposit in your account. He paid for it with His blood. 
He said, it's finished, it's finished, it's finished. I paid the price. I gave my life. I shed my blood. Everything that I am, I exhausted it on the cross. I gave you all that heaven has to offer. And it's time for you to get your stuff. It's time for you to make a withdrawal. It's time for you to receive. Somebody lift your hands right now. Say, I receive. No, say it right now. Say, I receive everything that the Father paid for with the blood of his Son. In Jesus' name. The musician can come up. The, 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 the Bible says, uh, John chapter 1. It says, of his fullness have we received, and grace for grace. That word receive is a very interesting word. It's another legal term. It's a Greek word, lambano. Brother, come up here real quick. Let me show you something. If you can, just stand right here. I want to show you guys something, and we're going to close. I want to pray over you. When we use the term redemption, that's a monetary term. It means to take something that's been paid for, to redeem. Amen. Now, how many know what layaway is? And I know y'all are cute in here, but you know what layaway is. The struggle is real, isn't it? <laughs> That's when there's something that you want that you put a deposit on. And after you've paid for it, you got to go and do what? Don't act like you're cute. Come on, you got to go and do what? Pick it up. Amen. It's paid for, but you got to pick it up. There are people that have stuff in layaway that they've never picked up. There are refrigerators and microwaves and, and TVs and, and, and game systems that have never been picked up because even though it was paid for, they never received it. I want to show you something. Stretch your hand out. Just one hand like that. Now, this is what happens. The word receive means to take with the hand that which is due. So here I have $100. And I'm giving it to him. I've already extended it to him. I've already provided it for him. But just sit there like that. Yeah. And I want you to say, Lord, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me. You can say it a little louder. Lord, heal me. Lord, heal me. Lord, heal me. This is what many people are doing in the church. They're asking God to extend something he's already extended. The only thing left to do is to take it. It's, it's yours. A man after my own heart. Come on, somebody. 
Somebody say receive, receive, receive. <laughs> you got to receive. You got to receive. I was invited to come to a man's house. I didn't know this man. He was living in Tampa. But someone called me and said, I have a, a, a friend that her son has been diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. They gave him three months to live. I got the call and I was reluctant to go, but I said, you know what? I feel the spirit of God on this. So I went to his house, never met this man before in my life. When he was upstairs, I was talking to the mother and the wife and, I, and he came down. He had, he had swollen lymph nodes everywhere all over his body. He looked like Frankenstein. Knots all over his body, face, head, every, everywhere. Looked real bad. And he came down and he began to cry. And I said, tell me what's going on. He says, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm a good person. Why is God doing this to me? And I said, God's not doing this to you, son. He began to weep and to cry. And I'm not your conventional preacher. He began to weep and he began to cry. And, and he, was, he was so sad. And I looked at him, and I said, stop crying. I said, get up! And he was shocked. I said, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Do you want to live or do you want to die? And he says, I want to live. I said, do you want to live or do you want to die? He said, I want to live. I said, then you will live. I prayed for that brother and I said, listen, you got to commit to doing something. Consume the word every day like medicine. And I asked his wife, I said, will you commit to doing that? She said, I will. I said, then I want to pray for you. I didn't pray about cancer. I don't pray for cancer anymore. If you come to me asking about cancer, I'm not going to ask you to be healed of cancer. Cancer is a demon. You don't pray to be healed of a demon. You need to get it out cast it out. So I said, Father, in Jesus' name, I cast out the spirit of death from this brother. And I declare the blood of Jesus as the ransom payment for this issue that he's dealing with. And God, I thank you that you've already healed him. We receive healing now from the courts of heaven. They gave him three months to live. That was six years ago. The guy, I see him on Instagram playing basketball. Come on, y'all. Come on, somebody. I said, I see him. You shall live. You shall not die. You shall declare the works of the Lord. Jesus paid the price. He finished it. It is finished. I dare you to shout, it is finished. Shout, it is finished. Hallelujah! Sit down, sit down. We got to close. Listen. It's already yours. It's already yours. Take it. Receive it.
Hallelujah. Receive your deliverance. Receive your healing. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your reconciliation. Receive your prosperity. Everything that the Father has given. Can I mess with y'all a little bit? And I, I'm a cause, I promise. Watch this. I remember when I went to Africa for the first time, it was funny. I went to Nigeria and I said, man, I, I, I love how the prayers and I love the aggression when it comes to certain things. But for example, you know, if when it comes to marriage and, and you're not married and they know how to receive that miracle. People would come and they would lay offerings on the altar. And this was a battle seat for their marriage. In six months, I will be married. He will be tall. He will have money. Oh, I receive. Oh, glory to God. Your healing works the same way. You gotta be aggressive about it. Don't take no for an answer. Be like the woman with the issue of blood. Am I, if I may but touch the heel of his garment, I will be made whole. Lift your hands all over the building. Stand to your feet quickly, please. Pastor, I'm gonna release it to you, but I believe you want us to pray for people. Is that what you want us to do? There's an anointing here for supernatural healing. Lift your hands all over the building. You are my God. You are my God. I will exalt you. Worship him right now. I will exalt you. We receive our miracle right now. Yes, Lord. Come on, come on. I will exalt thee. I will exalt thee. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. I will 
Come on, the heavens are opening right now. I will.
thank you as you walk through the room. Jesus is walking through the room. He's touching, he's healing right now. I just want you to begin to check his presence, his glory is here. He's touching you right now. If you came here with any sickness, I want you to begin to just begin to test it. If it is testable, if it's something you can test. I want you to just begin to just test it. And if you see, if the Lord is healing you, I want you to just step forward. If you begin to experience healing, if pain is, if you have a pain and pain is gone, I want you to step forward. Let's just honor God for what he's doing. Let's acknowledge what he's doing. He's in here now. If you have experienced any healing in your body, I want you to just step forward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your healing power. Sickness, we command you to leave. You have no place in the mighty name of Jesus. Sickness, I command you to leave. Pain, I command you to leave. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sickness, I command you in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, I command you, sickness, get out. You have no place. You are there illegally. You have no place in that body. I command you to live in the name of Jesus. I command you to live in Jesus' name. I command hearing restored in the name of Jesus. I command hearing restored in the name of Jesus. I command hearing be restored in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. We have a testimony here. Hallelujah. Can you come up and let us know what's going on? Uh, praise God. Praise God. Um, I've been having this sharp pain on my leg. They told me it's uh, arthritis. I bought drugs all around. While we were still worshiping, I was still feeling it. So I was praying. Then you step on stage and uh, I begin to just say, I receive it, I receive it. And before you know it, <laughs> the pain is gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what could you not do before? You couldn't? If I fold it like this, I feel it's very sharp pain. Uh, you know? If I... Yes, I can fold it. And no more pain. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. Lord, we honor you. I just want us to reach out. His presence is here. If he touches one person, he's touching a hundred other people. Father, we just thank you for your presence. Jesus, 
Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we ask you to walk into this place. I command every pain to go in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, you spirit of oppression. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I think we have a few of our people who have some words of knowledge. I'm going to invite them to come. If you have any of our Sozo members, if you have a word of knowledge, I want you to come and just give it so we can pray for those people. If you have any word of knowledge, I want you to come out. I'm not going to give you a word for you. Just come out and give you a word. That's what I'm saying. All right? If you have any word, just come out. That has to do with, please be specific and let's Amen. Anyone with a chest pain, it feels like a constriction, uh, kind of like towards the left area. Chest pain, right? All right, so if you have any of those conditions, just step out. Amen. I saw someone with um, pain with their, like, thighs and hip area, if anyone has that. God is healing pain in the thigh and hip area. Um, I see God working on conditions. Um, seven, seven people today will be free from the spirit of depression. And, and God is healing dyslexia. If there's anyone here and you have that condition, God is healing you right now. Amen. Pastor has a word. Okay, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If your condition is called, just step forward, please. Thank you. Uh, um, I saw that there were some women here with issues with their fib fibroids. And the Lord wants to touch you right now. Any issues with any reproductive organ, fibroids, any growth? Hallelujah. We have so please our ministry people will just pray for you. I command fibroid to disappear now in Jesus' name. I want you to just touch your stomach if you have that. Lord, I ask that the fire of the Holy Spirit will come down now and consume fibroid in the mighty name of Jesus. Fibroid, I command you to dissolve in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your fire come now in Jesus' name. I declare you are healed by his stripes. You were healed. And because you were healed, you are healed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mali Amposo Maske Proto Sotoria Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I release your healing power now in Jesus' name. I release your healing power now in Jesus' name. I pray that I command you to disappear now in Jesus' name.
release your healing power now. I want you to receive it. I want you to say, I receive it. Lord, let your healing power flow through her now in Jesus' name. Let your healing power flow through her now. Ministers, please. If you have any, some of these healings sometimes we can't tell on the later, but some of them we know there's a physical pain that disappears. There's something you couldn't do before that you can do. I want you to let's let's get them. Uh, so we have one here. Can you come up? Can you come up so we can be encouraged by what the Lord is doing? Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, so when I came in this morning, I had this migraine. I mean, I always have migraine. It comes and goes. I haven't even seen a doctor for it. And as we were praying, I was just sending back then. I said, no more pain. And this headache just went away. It like totally disappeared. And Sister Stella gave me a word and it was restoration. And I just feel like every burden has been lifted. I, I feel like, like a brand new person, you know? And I just want to give God all the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. I feel the Lord, I want you to listen to this. I really 
sense, the Lord wants to cancel diagnosis, doctor's diagnosis. All right. There are a number of people who have situations. They are not just pain you feel. They are a diagnosis that you received specifically. The Lord wants to cancel them. If you have a sickness, you were diagnosed of any sickness. I want, even if you have been prayed for before, I want you to step out. And we need to pray for you. You, have, you were diagnosed of something, is it? All right? And I believe the Lord will cancel those diagnoses. And you're going to come back to testify. This diagnosis will have to be something you're going to go check back. And we're going to get testimonies. But so you're going to let us know as you are being prayed for. I want the I want the Sozo members to to listen to me. Let's know what the diagnosis is, and let's pray for them specifically. And each of them will go back and check, and you know come back and testify. You've been diagnosed of some diagnosed of something. The Lord wants to heal it. The Lord wants to specifically cancel diagnosis from from doctors. Hallelujah. Amen. the church just stretch forth your hands and just uh, and just and just pray just just release God's power
and I didn't even know about this conference. And out of my mouth came the words, it is finished, it is finished. And I didn't know what the Lord was talking about because I've been praying for several years because I've just been bombarded with such spiritual warfare coming against my health, my finances, my children. I lost my husband to cancer, who was my main support. My son got addicted to opiates. He was arrested last year. So everything was circling around me that I... It was going to be impossible. And I knew it was spiritual warfare, and I just didn't know how to do it. And I've been praying for the Lord, please, Lord, let this war be finished. Two nights ago, after the attending the conference here, when I went back to my niece's house in Edison, I, um, I was laying down. I wasn't sleeping yet. But I had this vision. There was this gossamer um, drapes. They were on both sides. They parted and opened up, and through it came... Well, I'm, I'm Catholic, so we have Holy Communion. It was a large host, and it was white, but it was brighter than the sun, and I knew it was the presence of Jesus, and it was, came through these curtains toward me, and I wasn't sleeping, and I opened up my eyes, and I could still see it in my mind's eye, and I closed my eyes, and the vision lasted a while, and I didn't understand what it was, but I felt the presence of the Lord coming, and I knew being here released the Holy Spirit so strong in my life, which I had been praying for. Last night, I was here all day yesterday and prayed over. So uh, last night, as I went to go to sleep, I went to sleep at 322 because I had my watch. I woke up, and I felt the Lord, and I was wide awake, and normally I'm not like that. But the Lord, this is the first thing the Lord said to me, coming here. I thought it was to listen to Pastor Keenan, but that was not it. It was for me to be here and to bring fellowship, but to tell you that go out to all the world of this group of people go out to all the world and tell the good news that we are not to have walls we are not to have differences we are not to because we are one body of Christ and he said to me to tell you that I I'm the first that came here with my daughter that is outside not of this congregation more will come more will follow we will have testimony but also there is more um, when you all was singing earlier and this was years ago, and the Lord gave me the, the, the absolute joy of, I heard angels singing. But you told me to tell you, you have made the angels proud with your voices and your choir, and it is so anointed. Okay, so as we were saying here before, and when Pastor King was talking, he was saying, it is finished, it is finished. I felt the presence of Jesus saying to me, it is finished and it was for me, and that's why, prophetically, I had said it on Thursday, and I didn't know what it means, but he said to me, the Lord said to me, that war that has been against me, my children, my family, my finances, everything, is finished. It's done. It's done. And this war has claimed, it hit my children so bad, my daughter, it hit my son, it took everything from me, but the Lord said, I hung in there and did, and he restored me. And right now I came up because I had migraine pain and I've had migraine pain, chronic migraine pain, which I've had so many medications. They gave me shots, injections, everything. Nothing takes it away. And I've had it the last couple of days. So I had the migraine. The pastor was praying for me and it started releasing. And then it went to my shoulder. When it came out, I, it was like coughing coming out. 
and it was a spirit of infirmity. I don't have any pain in my body. Hallelujah. Praise. Can we, can we just stretch forth our hands and just pray for her and just ask for total restoration? Everything the enemy has stolen, the Lord shall restore. In the mighty name of Jesus, to your family, in your finances, your children, the Lord restores in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together? As I was praying for her, she had migraine. The, the pain jumped from her face to her back. And that's how the spirit of infirmity works. And I, I recognized at that point that's his spirit. That's not just a migraine. That's his spirit. Began to cast out the spirit. And she actually coughed it out. And that's when the pain left. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can we just honor God? Do you have any other testimony in the house? We can take one or two more. And we can, can you come out and just uh, celebrate what the Lord has done before we close? Amen. Praise God. When I came this morning, I had chest pain all over my chest. And when I came out here to be praying for, I don't feel any chest pain at all. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise. Let's honor him. somebody there can you come out hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah. praise the lord okay um i don't know where to begin but there's so many things that i just want to thank god for okay um pastor I've been uh, coming to church, this is like uh, my third month, and I'm so blessed to be here. But this is family. So pastor say, Super Sunday, Get be prepared. My sister, my whole family, we were so excited. We said, we're not coming late. We have to be here early. You know, we want to receive everything. Before I go on, my testimony is a lot of testimonies, but there are two particular one I was I was praying right there you know asking God for uh, healing when pastor was preaching and he actually said something very profound about us Christian understanding how to 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 take authority of the environment to be in control and that really that really blew my mind so I started taking control I'm supposed to be going for surgery on Friday for fibroid so I was really praying, and I said, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm scheduled for, this is a testimony. I'm scheduled to go for a, a, a surgery on Friday. A lady came to me. She was pacing back and forth beside me. I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to her. All of a sudden, she just put her hand on me and started praying. I'm saying, God, are you telling me something? I, that's how I started. And she just she started praying, she started praying, and we prayed. Then she asked, is there anything you want God to pray? Is there something going on? I said, there's nothing but fibroid. I'm scheduled to go for a, a, a surgery. And next thing, pastor came up and said, fibroid. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a sign. This is a sign. I went to do, uh, initially, I had done my whole physical. And a couple of years back, they said I had a cyst on my breast. 
So, and you know, that kind of means a lot of uh, scary. I said, I must give this testimony. Please, Pastor, I'm sorry. Please, I need to give this testimony. So, and I said, I have a cyst because I told God that your word, you're not a man for you to lie. You created me and you called me perfect. I said, nothing that is not planted of God in my body shall leave. And those are the words I was speaking. I was so scared, honestly, to do my mammogram because initially I had done the mammogram a long time ago and they said there was something there. Only for me, I summoned the courage. I said, Father, go with me. Go before me. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Plead for me. You know, I was like a plaintiff and an accused and I was pleading. I was pleading. I said, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. I went in there. I did my mammogram. And I came out. And I said, just like our sister said, it is finished. I said, it is finished. Christ paid the price. Whatever it is, it is finished. So I went and and, and, uh, I went back because my doctor actually recommended I go do the mammogram. So I went inside uh, a couple of days. They'll send you a report. So I was going through my mailbox. And I saw... uh, I saw this, you know, those, those, the sign, the, the, the pink sign, ribbon, the pink ribbon. I, I was like, oh, well, whatever. You know, I perish, I perish, whatever. I said, I'm going to face that battle head on, just like Esther. That's why I said, I took the report, and the first word I saw was, congratulations. That was the first word I saw. Congratulations. Even while my doctor was actually, you know, trying to see something, she was like, can you feel? I said, I can't feel it. The thing that they said was there is no longer there. I was so, I'm like, oh my God. They said, congratulations, your breast is normal. I'm like, what kind of God is this? That's why I have to keep serving God, only for me to be prayed for for today. So whatever it is, my Friday, I'm just going to walk in there and walk out. In the name of Jesus. Praise Jesus. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Isn't God wonderful? Hallelujah. i like to do a final prayer. I really believe uh, to people, you, you have a diagnosis. Uh, you've been, we lay hands on you, but i just like to close by just praying for you. I, felt, I feel the Lord just want me to cancel those diagnoses. And the Lord wants you to be obedient to when you, when you go back to your doctor, you need to share that testimony. All right? I want you to please rise up. You have a diagnosis. Just rise. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Thank you, 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 Holy Spirit. We believe in your reports. I cancel every report that is not of you. Each of these person has a diagnosis. They, were, they have a report from a doctor. But we have a report from you. Your report says, we were healed. And because we were healed, we are healed. And I cancel that diagnosis over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I tear down those reports now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every negative report, 
every wrong diagnosis or right diagnosis i cancel them now in the name of jesus i tear them down now in the name of jesus and i declare the lord's report over your life in the mighty name of jesus i declare you are healed you are free in the mighty name of jesus can we put our hands together and give him praise let's rejoice let's rejoice over the report of the lord let's rejoice he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed we were healed hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah amen we can have our seats can i have a copy of the bulletin please so we can wrap up hallelujah thank you Amen. God is good. And all the time. Amen and amen. Is it today's bulletin? Oh, okay. All right. Somebody wrote a lot of notes on them. So. All right, we've had a wonderful time. I want to say thank you to Dr. Bridges, who has been with us for... Can we put our hands together and honor the man of God? Amen. Dr. Kane and Bridges, thank you very much. For your time here god bless you it's been a wonderful time having you you've been a blessing to us and we thank god for your life and for your ministry amen uh if you have been coming for weeks or months we've not had a chance to really welcome you we're gonna do it for half an hour right after service i'd like you to go to the prayer room just go through this door and to the prayer room i would like to welcome you so we have some light lunch for you